And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, I got the brush off again. I don't get it. Is there something wrong with the way I wave? Elbow wrist, elbow wrist. Why won't that little basset hound acknowledge me? I'm friendly. I give everyone peace of mind when I protect their homes through Progressive. He should be jumping for joy when I walk by. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Maybe it's me. No, it's him. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome back to another edition of the Turnaround Jimmy Podcast, man. We got a lot to talk about. It's like the aftermath of the trade deadline. We got a chance to see the teams play. And uh, some teams are doing better than we thought. Some doing worse than we thought. We heard to talk about it. Hey, shout out to everybody, by the way, rating us five stars on iTunes. Actually, it's the only platform I use. So if you're on Google Play or whatever else, I don't know what the rating system is, but go show us some love. All right. We're going to appreciate that. I'm here with Legend of Winning. Say what's up. Yo, what's up, podcast people? The one and only Legend of Winning, a.k.a. Low. Like my co-host says, shout out to everyone out there showing us love on a consistent basis. Shout out to all the people out there who hit me up on Twitter and my DMs telling me all the time, Agent don't know nothing about basketball. You, you know you don't get DMs, bro. You're just making mm. shit up. I want to see a screenshot. All right, bro. You'll, you'll see a screenshot. You'll see a all screenshot. Right. And uh, like he said, man, keep showing us love. And we're going to try to bring it out on a more on a more consistent basis but i clearly see a lot of people like asking us when's the next pod being done so we we're gonna give it to y'all the way we're gonna give it to y'all man pause all right sounds good uh low man what's what's the progress on the off top uh subreddit bro you've been you've been slacking you tell me not not gonna lie people that subreddit is, is gonna take a while to get up yeah I ain't, I ain't know like subreddits like you have to know code to create the subreddit like to design it I just thought it was like on some, like some MySpace type stuff where the I don't. So many people don't probably don't know what MySpace is, but I thought it was just like on some. You just upload a picture and then it kind of just downloads on the on the screen and you can customize it fairly easily. However, that's not how it is. Like you have to actually know code to download and upload the stuff. So that's gonna. No, you're like a grandpa with technology, man. We can't trust you. With no, that. I'm. But the to- but the way but the way I'm I'm trying to do it. Or the way I wanted to be done, I wanted to be like where you can see the standings, you can see the matchups of the night. We can consistently change um, the uh, sidebar and, and have it easy flowing. Like I, I really want to get it straightened out, so I, it's not gonna be some trash subreddit that people barely use. I want to really. Nah, we really know, we know. Really, you just don't want people exposing you. That's all. That's all you're really prolonging. Trust me, agent. I don't want really, and on top of that, I don't want people to embarrass you because, like I stated before, bro, they always they always they always hit me up in my DMs. Love me making up stories about his DMs, man. But it's okay, you know, it's all love. So, low man, can we not talk about the Cavs today? I'm tired of talking about these guys. Can we not talk about the Cavs today? Aren't you tired of talking about the Cavs, man? You're not tired of it? I'm I'm tired of listening to the Cavs. I got... I'll say this. The one thing I'm tired of talking about are, like, just, you know, people, like, making up these stories because we're, like, we are definitely halfway through the season. All-Star break is this weekend. So, I'm I'm tired of, like, some people making up just stories. Like, when people are, like, um, people are talking about how Steve Kerr allowed the players to coach the um, team. I'm like, bro, that's not nothing new. Like, why why are people blowing this out of proportion? So things like that, I'm tired of. However, the Cavaliers, after they got their players, they they brought them on the team. 
not going to lie, bro. They're they looking pretty solid, bro. They, they matched up with the Boston Celtics, blew them out. There was a, a couple of moments in the OKC game where they looked a little close. However, they pulled some separation at, towards the end, and their bench is looking great. I, I don't think JR should be starting. I think Rodney Hood and what he brings to that team definitely is a, is a better option. He's been balling. He's been balling. He, he's, he's been balling as of lately. However, we all know he's a very streaky shooter. Whereas Rodney Hood, within a short period of time he's been in the league, he's been much more consistent. And then you also have to think about the fact that they still haven't had Kevin Love on his team yet. So, I don't know, man. They looking pretty good. Shout out to my man Jordan Clarkson, bro. You, you, he razzling, dazzling out there. He got the handles. He got the moves. I, I, I'm, I, I tried I'm to tell you, bro. I tried to tell. I tried to tell the whole nation that he had potential. And people were like, oh, the end. Oh no, I never. I was. I was on the on the um Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, train. yeah. No, I'm not talking not, about you. I'm just talking yeah, about not, in general. Yeah, the end. The the D'Angelo uh, Russell. I wasn't on that train, but the Jordan Clarkson. I've always felt like you kind of were though, because I remember on draft night you were mad gas. I remember that. I mean, I was, I was gassed just because I was like, all right, we, we got the player that we kind of need, you know what I'm saying? But did Jordan Clarkson, though, I was like, yo, good player coming off the bench, giving around 15 points. I know they had to move that salary to make some more room. However, it's not that many players in the NBA that's willing to come off the bench at his age and giving that type of productivity. But um, Jordan Clarkson is looking fantastic in that offense, yo. Not going to lie. Yo, you notice the trend, low. I've been noticing, man, it'd be around this time in the year where the Cavs start to figure out their January issues. And then whether it was with the trade or a signing or somebody got bought out and they just picked someone up, boom, they got a couple new guys. Corver got traded, bow. And immediately the whole narrative changes. Cavs are going to win the championship. Cavs, are, Cavs, this new look Cavs team seems like it solved all its problems. They officially have more shooters. Or now, like this year, they officially have more defense. Or more energetic pieces, and they're not as old of a team. They're no longer they're no longer the oldest team in the NBA. And then what happens is they go up against Golden State and they lose in the playoffs. And then people just go, LeBron doesn't have any help. The same guys that are saying right now that they're destined to make the finals and win, or etc., or they're doing so well in the areas they they did bad at, are the same guys that in the switch of a flick, in the button of a switch. You see how I skip those two idioms together though to add emphasis. They're going to be the same guys that flip around. I'm telling you, Lo, and I, we're going to clip this part of the podcast and bring it up when, when the moment occurs. Because you will see them on Twitter. You will see them on television pretending they're experts. And it's going to be annoying to me because they just kind of say what's popular. They don't really have any thoughts. They just kind of say the least offensive thing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but I, I, think, I think this time, though, I, even with the new moves... I don't think there's really that many people on the outside of like LeBron fans who are just completely outrageous and Cavaliers fans who are trying to hold on to any any little bit of time left they have with LeBron. I don't think there's anyone who is seriously considering this team as a team that's going to be able to compete with the Golden State Warriors. Because, again, even though they added the pieces and, and Jordan Clarkson looks great, Larry Nance is doing what he's supposed to do, and Rodney Hood is knocking down the threes, there's still a lot of questions with this team, especially with experience and defensively if they're going to mesh well with one another in time for them to compete in the finals. Because at the end of the day, the problem that I think a lot of people don't understand about defense is that you can add a whole bunch of pieces 
But it's still, uh, it's definitely a team aspect of basketball where everyone has to be communicating with one another. And so on that front, they've gotten better. But if, if anyone believes that that team can seriously compete with the Warriors, no, nah, I, w- I would still say it's, it's, it's going to be a five game series. They're going to get out there. I think, I think they went back to being favorites coming out the East though. I do think that. Uh, it's cool to see like them have more energy on defense though. I definitely, cause there were moments sometimes where they're just like, they were walking on defense or there were times where LeBron literally had his hands on his hips instead of playing proper help defense. And the whole team just looked like they weren't interested at all at playing on one half of the court. So they, they're really only interested in dropping buckets and then they would give up 148 points to how you do that to any basketball team. So, like, I'm gl- I think that's not going to happen again. But I don't think they're a good defensive team. I just think they've gotten better because they were previously one of the, if not the worst. And well, that's like. They've never, they never been a good defensive team, though. So I don't think that, that's never been their bread and butter. And I don't think that should be. But it kind of has to be. Even if, even Houston, a team that was exclusively offense last year, is like, their defense has shown up. They're like an average defensive team now. They're not, but they, horrible. but they added, but they added pieces. Like they added Luke Bamute, who's a defensive player. Trevor Reza. I mean, they already, had they had defensive players like Trevor Reza. Now they, of course, they have Chris Paul, but they they had Clint Capella and Trevor Reza in years past. They just they I know, but like they, they added, just, but they added more though. They added Luke Bamute and Chris Paul. Like those are wow, two. Come on, man. Look, my. I'm, I mean, but I'm just saying those are two solid, you know, uh, um, players that play defense. I mean, wh- who who was there before? Like I, I Ryan Anderson, no. Patrick Beverly, he gives you yes. effort on a defensive end, and I and I definitely, I'm not saying he's not a he's not a bad defender, but when you had a, when you're on the floor and you had two players in Ryan Anderson and in James Harden who are not known for their defensive abilities, then you're you're going to suffer a little bit. However, now that James Harden, it definitely seems like he's more uh, more focused on a defensive end. I'll give him credit for that. But I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. It's just that. When you look at Houston, it's a lot more understanding on a defensive end than it used to be. And I, I see that effort. That's something that I don't really expect to see out of Cleveland by the end of the season just because it's going to take a while for all of that to come together. It's not something I expect them to capitalize on in the next two months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, but there's been some some new stories, some gossiping. That's been leaked, uh, and <laughs> it's always funny because I feel like there's a few organizations in the NBA that are just notoriously horrible at not only building teams, but just doing everything that a successful team would do. They managed to do the opposite at a very high degree. One of those teams is the Kings, who have been switching ownership and management so much times, you can't even count. But, lo, recently, uh, they wanted to waive their 2016 pick, uh, 13th, their 13th pick in the 2016 draft. Uh, but they wanted to save themselves embarrassment. This this word on the street, I'm telling you, Lo. Because they tried to include him in that Cavs deal, and nobody wanted him. <laughs> and so and they didn't want to waive him, of course, because it would be super clear that it was yet another year where the Kings screwed up. They, they tried to go for a player they thought had potential, and they screwed up, and they just didn't grab anyone. In fact, I think this year was the only year in recent history where they drafted someone that actually turned out to be decent and who knows maybe potentially a star in the nba so i mean but as, as I, I don't, we don't even know if De'Aaron fox is that good of a player i'm not trying to bash him but i don't know if De'Aaron fox is nah. that good give him, give him a fox, couple years like ingram 
I ain't true, true, but Darren, Darren Fox wasn't even on the rising star team until Lonzo got hurt. So he didn't, he didn't even make that, that team. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just that it was so many <laughs> players that came in the draft this year and really over the last two to three years that it's, it's kind of our expectations should have, uh, have a, a little bit more. It should definitely rise our expectations. And so I don't, I mean, Darren Fox, I'm not saying he's going to be trash or anything like that, but so far, and he, and, and again, him playing next to George Hill didn't really help him that much ever, uh, either, but I don't know. I just, the jury's still out on De'Aaron Fox. That's all I'm saying. Yo, I'm just, saying. just to put it in context, at least in the last 10 years, they've drafted Tyreek Evans, Hassan Whiteside, DeMarcus Cousins, Isaiah Thomas, Bismack Biombo, uh, Ray McCallum, Nick Stauskas, Ben Mecklemore, Willie Cully Stein. Like these, and now, of course, De'Aaron Fox. These are all players we all thought were going to be nice. It got to be something with their team, bro. Like, the development, the coaches, the shooting coaches, the the conditioning coaches. Something's up there, man. Because when you watch, like, especially Lowe, I saw you put out the tweet about similar things happening in Orlando. When you watch a player like Alfred Payton leave and perform better, you watch a player like, uh, like, like my guy. Who's your guy that you pretend to like, but... Uh, oh my Oladipo. god! Stop. That's him. I remember. Stop! Right. Stop! Stop! And he goes to another team. He performs better. That's it. Can mean multiple things. It can might mean like it's just a poor fit, right? But when there's such a consistent history of your team just muffing consistently and just messing up, I, the King fans need to speak to me, man. How do you feel as an organization to just have this many potential pieces? Like who's a who I'm looking at the draft picks right now. I don't see one person aside from De'Aaron Fox that's gonna be there in the future. The future of this team that you can build around. And I don't even know if you can really build around him. He was a fifth pick. I just I feel so sorry for these fans, though. And hey, I feel like, but let's keep it a buck as well. It's not like over the last. It's out of in the last ten years. There might have been. I mean, outside of outside, 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 outside the crazy. last no no, no outside the last two to three draft classes. If you look back in the last 10, 12 years, how many really good drafts have there been? Okay. I mean, if you if you didn't have a top five pick in the draft, then more likely you weren't going to be able to find the player that you were looking for within that, you know, six to 12 range. And I know people are going to be like, well, what about Clay Thompson and, and, and uh, Kawhi Leonard or Jimmy Butler? Don't get me wrong. There's always players that are snags, but... Normally, what you're what, like normally when you're tanking or you're just not a good team, normally you just need a solidified player, a top two to three pick. But the Kings, they haven't really had that. I mean, if I'm looking at it right now. We're talking about eight, six, eighth, seventh pick, fifth pick. I mean, at that point, it is a crapshoot because if you look throughout NBA history, if you're not if you're not solidifying yourself in the top three pick, then the the picks from four to eight are definitely a crapshoot. Low. Ever since, in, in 2009, they had a fourth pick, Tyreek. He plays for the team. There's some injuries. He leaves, right? Next year, 2010, they get DeMarcus at the fifth pick. They, they can't build around him. Their inability to build around a superstar is pathetic. They lose him. He goes to the Pelicans off a trade. They get back Buddy Hill and some accessories, right? As a side note, what is Buddy Hill doing? Not much. I remember his first few games. He was hooping, but he's been very like. I low. It's not, I don't want to blame the players, man. There's something wrong with the no, Kings I'm just, organization. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking. Like you, I know, you said I know that, you're asking. And I was like, I was like, bro, what's what, what happened to Buddy? What, what's going on? Yeah. 
So the next year, though, they drafted Bismack Biombo at seven, which is the he, dumbest he, thing in the world. He was a, he didn't do nothing, but then he went to the Raptors. He blew up and then got that big salary with Orlando. Okay, and then the next year shows up, they get Thomas Robinson. He bounces around the league, doesn't do nothing, and out that was a that was a fifth pick, low. These the picks they're just they're. You see what I'm saying? But the, but the, <laughs> ben Mclemore at seven. Was it Nick Stauskas at eight. Shout out to the Canadian Nick Stauskas, but he's not doing much. Willie Cauley Stein was. I don't know what they were doing because they had Demarcus, but they drafted him. And he hasn't resulted to anything at number six. Marquise Chris at number eight, and then now De'Aaron Fox is. Does nobody look back at this stuff and start asking these questions? Like, it, and it's not it's not exclusive to this organization. Look, <laughs> Orlando's been doing the same thing recently, and there's at least like five or six organizations running the same spot. They got a treadmill, and they're running at the same spot, just spending. I guess at the end of the day, the owners making money, they're cool, but the fans should be disappointed. And it has been such a a, a history of poor management. It's crazy to me. So anyway, I just thought that was hilarious that they were so embarrassed that they didn't want to waive their uh, guy that they drafted. I just thought that was that's who was it? Who was it? Malachi? That's, that's who you're talking about. And they they uh, traded them. To, they traded them to you. See y'all. Who? Oh, I don't. I don't know who they got. I just know Bruno left. Not that yeah, guy. Not, yeah, I'm talking oh, not, about not Giorgio's Papayanis. I don't know how to oh, say Papa his name. Giannis, Papa Giannis, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so they didn't as, want to as, as a side note, they they drafted Marquise Chris, but they immediately traded him to um, the Suns for Brogdon. Um, Scal and Papianis. Jesus, man. Just so, I mean, because you, you sat there and said they drafted um, yeah, yeah, Marquise. Yeah. I mean, they, they did technically, but he's not on the team. I don't know. I, the, the problem with that team is, like you said, it's just one, that the redundancy is crazy. And two, it's just there really hasn't been any definitive direction that they've decided to go into. But the, the problem is, going back to the Orlando comment you said, man, Orlando has talent. Like, they didn't have talent on their roster for a long time. Uh, not Phoenix. Uh, the Sacramento Kings, they draft in players that really are not panning out to be anyone's. But, man, Victor Oladipo, Tobias Harris, I'm going to tell you right now, Alfred Payton looking solid. Aaron Gordon is looking really good this season. Nearly Stop, a double, oh, double. Stop. He is. No, 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 I know no, no, what I'm no. just saying. He did, I say he looking good. No, I didn't say he looked great. Here's the thing, though. I say he looking good. You know they have talent. For the last three years, though, they've been stacked with an, a surplus of guys they don't know what to do with, which is part of the reason why Tobias was traded to the Pistons. And everyone's like, why are they doing that? Because they have players like Mario Hazonia and Eric Ford. Like, they have all these players. That yeah, Fournier, these... Fournier is another good one, too. I don't know what they're right. going on. So, I mean, you can make the same case, the same case with Orlando. Jonathan Isaac, run down the whole map. They, they which as a side bonus. note, which is a side note, no one not talking about this. Jonathan Isaac has been hurt since like December, if I'm not mistaken. And and they and you know what they called it? They said he has an ankle sprain. When is a <laughs> when is a last? I mean, I'm and I, I'm, I'm not even trying to be funny right now. When is the last time you've heard someone be out for months at a time for an ankle sprain? Yo, that I, stuff, stuff like that frustrates me, and I know you already know this. Of how I feel about this, I can't stand organizations that waste talented players. I can't stand that. That's the most frustrating thing in the world. You're not about to tell me you're gonna sit out a top ten draft pick for an ankle sprain for months. That's crazy. And I, I don't know. Like, part of it might be like, actually, I, what's the issue though? Because I feel like there's so many issues that it. 
this is really challenging to focus on one thing. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Frank Vogel is the coach, right? Unless something changed and I wasn't aware. No, it's Frank Vogel, yeah. Okay, so not only do you have an A1 coach in Orlando, uh, it seems like they have the talent to make things work, but that team is just keeps losing. And every year, for whatever reason, they just get off to a good start. They go like 4-0 or something, and everyone's like, ah, this is the year. And then it, just like it every does every single year, it's like they fall apart. And then we just look at the team with all these pieces. They, they, they used to have the Alfred Paytons, of course, the Hazonias. They used to have the, like, Hazonia's I just don't on, see. Hazonia's on that team, right? Hazonia's on that team. Yeah, I was going to say they used to have oh, Aaron, uh, like, Victor, I, I don't know the answers, Lo. And they obviously don't either. And it's not going to be an easy answer or else every team in the NBA would be doing it. But something needs to change. And it's, it'd be, these two organizations are probably the biggest culprits right now. You can make a case the Cavs were doing it for a while until LeBron showed up and changed that organization. And, of course, a bunch of others. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, actually, also for a very long time. Um, but they've been doing decent, been dealing with injuries uh, with Russell and Jeremy Lin. But, true, true, true. It's just that, I don't know, Orlando's just funny to me because they've had just so much talent in the short period of time that they've been in the league. So much. I mean, like from, from Shaq to Penny, then deciding that we're not going to give Shaq the amount of money that he wants because we're moving in a different direction with Penny. Like, that is, that's stupid, one. Very. Two, then you had Dwight Howard, then that fell apart, and you try to hit the restart. And then, oh, my bad, I skipped over the T-Mac situation. You had T Mac and you had T Mac Grant Hill. I know Grant Hill wasn't healthy, but T Mac was frustrated with the organization because they were just trading away pieces and bringing young players that really didn't fit well with the organization. And then after that, obviously the Dwight Howard thing fell through, and then now here we are. Where over the last five years, they've had a slew of solid players. Now none of them have been really the impact player that you were expecting them to be. However, like I said before, Victor Oladipo, in my opinion, could have grown into that, which we clearly see he has. But even not if just you him, just want to have a collective of players, man, you, you could have, they could have been something at this point. Not just him. I remember a few years ago, Vucevic was that guy that everyone yeah, thought if, was Yeah, up. Vucevic is still on that team, and he's still putting up solid. But I don't, I don't he's know He's getting if injured a lot. Which is he part of the reason he, why they got Biombo. They got players like Hazonia. Aaron Gordon's supposed to be a, that athletic big that's supposed to be that type of Blake Griffin offense. That hasn't really happened yet. Not to this, not to the, but we'll talk about Blake Griffin. He's performing really good with the Pistons. No, he's like, not. Okay, let's pause. Let's pause. Statistically, he's No, 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 no. Let's go. Let's go. Let's talk that right Yo, now. Let's finish this before. No, we no. Today. Nobody doesn't really want to talk about this. I do. No. The Clippers, right. not the Clippers. Blake is not playing that good. Let's cut this out. Cause I've been, I've been wanting to say this on Twitter, but if I say something on Twitter and I keep it real, then apparently I'm hating. Blake Griffin you are is hating. not, you do it a lot, no, though. That's okay. no, Blake Griffin is not playing good. I don't, okay. they're winning games. Yes. Explain they're winning why. Games. Explain why. Okay. So they're, okay. Keep going. Keep going. Bro, he's shooting 40% from the field. What's up? It's Justin from the Driving Dish NBA podcast. When I was in eighth grade, I switched from wearing glasses to contacts because I liked playing the game of basketball. And ever since then, I've had to deal with getting contacts, which takes way too long. You have to sit in the waiting room for a really long time. It always kind of smells weird in there. That all changed when I found simplecontacts.com. You show them a picture of your prescription. You pick the brand of contacts that you use. You put in your address and they're on their way. And so much cheaper than going to a doctor every single time you 
need contacts. Took me about 15 minutes right before I left for work, and we're going to save you $30 off your first order with them at simplecontacts.com slash almighty, or use the enter code almighty at checkout. That's $30 off your contacts at simplecontacts.com slash almighty, or enter the code almighty at checkout. Just remember, this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. They only do a test that makes sure your contacts are going to give you 20-20 vision. They don't write completely new RXs or examine eye health. 25% from three on six attempts. How is that good? Yeah, all right. 25% is just inexcusable. But, Lo, when you're thrown into an offense midseason and your, your primary thing is your score. And you're just being thrown into an offense. And basically, here's what he said when he got there. He's like, he said he didn't want to get in the way of what they're doing good, though. And he, he just wants to, he wants to improve on what they're doing and help make that team better. The team with him there is winning games. If I'm not mistaken, they were on like on a nine streak I checked a couple days ago or eight streak. Like, the, the, losing, the team losing is... Losing streak. Losing streak. Oh, here you go. You typing it up. Let's you hear, hear me it. Googling? Let's I hear you. I'm, I'm already looking at it. Yeah, they, they were on a eight, nine game losing streak, and then he got uh, there. I take back start, everything I just said. And then, and, then they, and then they won five. But the five that they oh, won. Oh, I got the mistake on Utah. Exactly. So now you you all over the place. They beat they beat they beat Cleveland, which is the first game that they played once they made the trade. However, Blake was that Griffin, lucky? Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin didn't even play that game. That was the in-between nope. game. No, but I'm saying, and, was that a lucky one? No, Cle- Cleveland at that time was, they were dysfunctional. They were on a down path. They were one of the worst teams in the NBA. Come on, he's too high, that man. Stretch. I know they're on a three-game losing streak now, but I, I check it now. They were on a four-game before that. But I'm, I mean, I'm, they, I'm, 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 expl- I'm explaining you. I'm explaining you the five games they won. They beat Cleveland when they were dysfunctional. They beat a Memphis team that is one of the worst teams in the NBA. Trash. After, right. after that... They beat a Miami team, which they actually they um they match up well with against them. And if I'm not mistaken, and I'm looking at it right now, Hassan Whiteside didn't even play that game, and they barely they beat they beat them by three points. So I don't even Four. know how that's impressive. Right. Goran Dragic went, went out there and dropped 33 points on them on 56 percent shooting from the field and 66 from behind the yard. Then well, after that, give I mean, they still the beat them. against Miami. Wait, right, I mean it's, it's a solid win, but Hassan Whiteside, the player that would have matched up better with them, wasn't playing that game. Then All they right, beat Port- then, then they beat Portland. That's a good win. I'm not there's nothing to hate on that. But then after that they beat Brooklyn. That's not a good team. And now they're on a three game losing streak. They lost to the Clippers of all teams. <laughs> Clippers is fine. But no, Atlanta, no, it's not. Atlanta they lost a- to Atlanta, and then they lost to New Orleans yeah, after they picked up a Mecca Okafor to replace Demarcus Cousins. I don't understand. <laughs> if I were to, if I say these things though, I'm hating. But Blake Griffin is shooting 40% from the field, 25% from behind the arc. I so get what it, you're people. Saying, Wait, though, no, no, no. I get what it, you're people. Saying He's a 20-point is... score. He gives you seven rebounds, and, and the assist numbers are ridiculous. Oh, okay, that's great. But if someone is shooting 40% to get the 21 points, is that really that Yo, impressive? come on, bro. Come on. You, you got a sample size of seven games, but you're focusing which, on 40%. Which is, the reason, which is the reason why I haven't said anything yet, because it's a small sample size. But when Blake Griffin played his first so two games there, no, when Blake Griffin played his first two games there, everybody was like, oh, my God, Blake Griffin. Oh, goodness. Oh. But then he'd have been trash since. And no one okay, I say well, nothing. here's the thing, Lo. We called on the pod that we didn't think it was going to be a good fit. But, the but I'm a hater, game, though. I'm a hater. We're saying that. 
I'm no. a hater. No, Lo, relax. Nobody's fighting you right now, man. Ain't no person here is attacking you. All right? Oh my God. Just pay. Look, listen. At first, we... oh. <laughs> at first, we said we didn't think it was going to be a good fit. And then the first couple games happened and gave us a reason to be optimistic. Of course, it was a few games. It's sample size. I didn't know they were on a losing streak. Honestly, I had them really confused. I was checking the standings the other day. I saw a team with a 10 game. I was like, what's Utah. Utah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought it was man, a this man, for whatever This reason. man, Blake Griffin, against the Pelicans. Bro, he grabbed six rebounds in okay. 31 minutes. Do you think he's bro. reaching the Al Horford status? Or, bro, or is he not expected on, to do bro. that? He had three assists but five turnovers. Come on. Bro. He shot one for six from the three. Come to on. Be fair, to be fair, like I also I went to the Heat Raptors game yesterday. I also saw Dwayne Wade be the main reason there was at least like five, six turnovers. He was just I'm not gonna lie. I, I was low key looking at that too. I was like, wow, this is this is kind of sus D. So but I think like maybe speaking similarly, because those the new offense, I don't care if he used to play for the Heat, it's a new offense, new team. So it's gonna be some miscommunication. Uh, so is, no, you no, gotta D-Wade is old. No, D Wade is old. That's what D Wade is. They ain't got but nothing it didn't to do with- look like old because there's sometimes where it almost went out of bounds because Dwayne Wade missed the rebound and then he just jumped in. He didn't look like he wasn't athletic. I mean, I mean, no. when I see- anyway. By the way, that was the first time I seen Dwayne Wade play in real life. This shit was- and that's that's unfortunate because you missed the better because I didn't see D Wade play when he was younger. But yo, D Wade, D Wade is at a point in his career now. Where if he makes a tough layup, everyone gets surprised because everyone's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's that's the stage." And it's unfortunate. I hate when that. Is. I hate. I hate yo, that too, bro. I hate low. That too. I remember when I because yo, there was a season I watched every single Laker game. I can't exaggerate. It was a season with Dwight and Steve Nash, and every ever since that season, what frustrated me so much was every time Kobe did something, the they were like, "Oh, vintage this," or yeah. then he brought back yeah. this. I'm like, "Yo, just stop saying that shit, bro. We know he's old." All right, can we just forget about it for a second and enjoy basketball? I hate when the commentators do that or when they bring up an injury over and over again. Sorry, this is a pet peeve of mine, man. I had to watch so many Laker games and they were just kept bringing up the fact that Kobe dunks on like three net players and they're like, oh, in his old age, Vince Carter does one dunk and entire Twitter's like, he still got it at 41. I'm like, yo, or at 40, I think he's 40 right now. Like, yo, come on, man. Let's not do that to the athletes, bro. They were good in their prime. But let's just let them live out their days without keep reminding them that they used to be this. You know, it sucks for me. It sucks for them, too. Anyway, this is the pet peeve I had. I don't know how we got to that topic. I think we're making fun of Blake Griffin. Yeah, we're making, well, we're making fun of um, Wade returning. You're talking about Cliff. Right. I, like, I, like, I like Wade, but yeah, he's definitely at that stage of his career. But Blake, bro, like, I, it's a small sample size, and that's the reason why I'm not really overreacting because I, I see the potential. Like, I, I understand why people were happy for Blake being on that team because what him and, and Andre Drummond could potentially do. The problem is this it's the same thing that we were saying with him and DeAndre, and we saw it already. And don't get me wrong, Drummond is definitely a much more man, man, I, let me not say much more. He's become a better passer than DeAndre. And so he's more versatile offensively. But that's not that's not gonna stop the fact that Blake Griffin is an inefficient scorer and he's attempting threes now. In an offense with Stan Van Gunny, where that's what he does. Stan Van Gunny spaces the floor out. That's the whole purpose of that offense. Uh, I don't know if he and still does that. He used to do that. He's attempting. Either. He's attempting six threes a game. I've watched Blake Griffin play that playing that team two and a half games now, and Blake Griffin is on the perimeter, just like just like Tobias Harris used to be, and that's it. 
They have to find a new coach to integrate some type of offense. I'm just I'm butchering that word. They have to bring you, in another I, coach. Lo, I want you to know real quick, that wasn't even a word, but keep going. It, no, we're not, in, inter, integrate? Integrate, yeah. Integrate, integrate is a word, yes. Yeah, so. I don't know why I said integrate. I don't know what's wrong with me. But they have, to bring in a, they have to bring in a new coach that has a better, uh, a more, be, a better. Jesus Christ, I'm all over the place. Oh! It's the morning. It's the morning. You're okay. It's the morning, bro. It is four o'clock in the afternoon. They have to bring in a new coach, though, that has a much more complex offense than Stan Van Gundy because his offense is just put the players on a perimeter and space for drumming. That's been his offense really good, the entire time. And he's a really good post scorer. Like, you know how Dwight used to get the hook? Who? Who? I'm saying, it, I'm not saying, I don't know who. It might be Drummond one day, who knows? I'm saying, to run his type of offense, the same oh, yeah, offense yeah. he ran in Orlando, he needs a really good post score. Uh, I guess. Cause Dwight it, no, was not, I Dwight, guess, it does. Cause somebody Dwight has to work. Dwight wasn't a good post score though. He was inside, working down low in a low post. Mm, it was a lot more pick and rolls. A lot more pick and rolls. I mean, it's gonna be both, bro. Jesus, slow. Come on, man. I, I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't throw the label of of a good post score to to Dwight. He had one post move, and it wasn't even like that. It worked. Consistent. I mean, before his his shoulder got injured, it, it worked. The, the one move worked. I know it's crazy. You guys like to make fun of Randall for doing the same move or Zebo for doing the same thing every single time he's in the post. I know, but he, I, I still wouldn't label Dwight even in his prime. You know, I'll let you have it. He, he was a good post. Okay, I'll let you have it. Okay, all right. What do you think it was? You think you think it's you think it's post? You think it's I just post, think he just I just think he had a post move. I wouldn't no, say it was. If good. you had to rate his post control, would it be above a ninety? Uh, would it be eighty five? Would it be eighty five? It would be in the eighties at best. I don't. Okay. He just didn't because he it, it wasn't as if like I'll say this. All right, his post control was in the eighties, say high eighties, but his footwork was like seven. That was nice. What his footwork was wavy, my guy. No, he had. He only had one move he would go to, and that's the only footwork. That's the only move he would work on anyway. With his footwork, with his feet work. Just because you do this, I mean, Kareem. Uh, let me not make that comparison. Jesus. Oh, Agent, about the, oh, Agent, oh, Agent, 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 I was about to say, you definitely gonna have people hit me up in my DMs. I'm gonna tell you that right now. And even, and even don't get me wrong, you can have one or two moves. And Shaq had one move, but even Shaq's footwork was really, really good. Yeah, Shaq had like a 99 post control. Definitely. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, his, his 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 footwork was like really good for someone who didn't really have a plethora of moves. So don't get me wrong. You don't have to have like a, a crazy, you ain't getting your bag. You can have a hook shot, but Dwight's post moves, no. Like, it's not, no. Because even when he was in LA, he, he had a hard time just entering the post. Like, I was like, Jesus, man, like. Can you not post up? Like, he has a problem with that. So, but, anyway, going back to the Pistons. Look, bro. I like, I like, I like Blake Griffin. I know people you don't, don't. want to hear that. You just say that. I to... know, I know, I know people don't want to hear that. But he, I like him. He's a good player, bro. You're lying. And I, and You're I see lying to everybody. Low-key, also, low-key, players like Blake Griffin, they got, they got to, y'all got to be careful at this point with them. Because we starting to get to a stage in their career where we might have to, like, Seriously, start asking like, where do they rank all time? Because Blake them been in the NBA for Whoa. like nine nine years now, like eight nine years. You gotta wait at least twelve years before you have that. Comment, no, you, man. you don't have to wait no twelve years. Hell no! What the hell? Because you gotta see that more body of work before you go ahead. No, and... when you get to when you get to your eight nine ten years stretch, bro, you good. Is he? I gotta 100? wait. I gotta. I gotta wait two more years to wait until Kevin Durant. That's crazy. Is no, he top hundred? No. Is he top hundred? Who Blake? Top two hundred? 
Blake? Are you adding Blake or Kevin Blake, Durant? Blake, Blake, Blake. Kevin Durant's no, he. Hell no, he not no top 100. What the hell? Top 200? Sure, sure. You think so? What do you think? You think he's top 100? I mean, I'd have to start naming names. No, 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 no. I'm just <laughs> asking. Yeah, that's going to take too long. Uh, so we'll, we'll you don't even you don't even know a hundred players, so I don't know. Why yeah, you're right. Players. I only know fifteen Raptor that's players, a, and that's. I'm it. about to say you only in know. Fact, from, I don't even know those guys. I know like the starters. I know five guys in the Raptors. I don't even think you can name a hundred <laughs> players from the year two thousand until now. How could you say that, Lo? Why would you well, say well, something like that? We'll say it for another pod. I don't think you know agent. I don't think you know a hundred players. Listen, Lo, what you just said to me was so disrespectful. I'm gonna need you to take that back. I asked you to name your top ten, and you couldn't do it. But it's not because I couldn't think of ten players. It's because I have to. First of all, if you're speaking historically, I have to keep in mind the context of the settings in which people were playing. Obviously, right? obviously. But that's challenging to do. You can't just spit that out. You have to think about it. If I'm just saying, so it in a I, podcast, asked, I asked you that. I asked you that like a few weeks ago. So what is it now? What is your top? What 10? is it? I didn't sit down and think about it. Is it you subjective? It. Can I come up with an objective framework to help analyze this? So it's no you. Bias? It's, it's your list. It's your top ten no, list. No, but see, here's the th- it's, it's, everyone has a list. Okay, and I'm asking, asking for your list, agent. Stop dancing around it and give because me the list. Because if I say it on the podcast, then it's it's in stone. I can't make changes to it. You see yes, what I'm saying? Yes, you can. I make, I make changes to my list every Friday. Why? Why, your, Why would you make because I get, change I get in the new, NBA? I get new information about this stuff. All right, but let's say you're talking about top 10 point guards of all time. Let's say like six of them are already, or seven of them, eight of them are already retired. Like what new information are you going to get? Unless Stephen Curry wants another MVP or That's another That's what I'm saying. Pe- people move up in the ranking. All I go right. back. I, yeah, go back I, just, I go back and I dig a little deeper in their career and I find a couple things that I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. And I kind of move them down. Anyway, uh, that's besides the point. Lo, I want to get your opinion on something, man. So, uh, the Wizards locker room, I don't know what's going on there. Of course, there's been the injuries, and anytime there's injuries, the team begins to underperform. They start to look at each other like, well, who's the reason why? So, uh, <laughs> Marcin Gortat put out this tweet saying, unbelievable win tonight. Great, in quotations, team victory. And he's pointing some fingers, all right? And everybody looked at John Wall because it seemed like he was saying John Wall wasn't doing a good job passing the ball. Uh, and so, of course, you put that on Twitter because it begins to get public. I think John Wall also made a response to it. It wasn't on Twitter, though. I think it was to a reporter. And so they had a meeting to help, I guess, relieve tension or just talk about what's going on. Like, you know, the meetings LeBron has when he wants to point blame at Kevin Love. He had oh, one wow. of those meetings. Uh, and, and apparently it was to make sure that they mended their relationship. Uh, quote unquote. So I want to know what you think about that, man. This is, by the way, this is one of those organizations running on the spot, unable to build around their superstar. But go ahead. Yeah, shout out, shout out to um. First of all, shout out to John Wall for putting Martian Gortat back in his place because you're a role player. So let's get that let's get that clear. You ain't, you ain't got the clout to say anything to anybody. <laughs> and, and and John Wall is right. I don't understand how Martian Gortat, out of all people, can say anything about somebody somebody not passing the ball. Where almost fifty percent of John Wall's assists go straight to Martian Gortat. So I don't know. Calm down, Martian Gortat. You about to retire? Just chill out, ride the wave a little bit. Second shout out to Bradley Beal because he's been holding on to the ship real steady ever since John Wall been out. And the problem is, is that they're winning games without John Wall, and so that somewhat exposes the idea that John Wall is an elite level player. 
especially because this year he's been underperforming or at least underperforming to the standards that people have put to his name because of how well he played last year. So it's a lot of things. Personally, I just, I don't, the way that John Wall plays and the same thing with, with Russell Westbrook, and I'll even go as far as saying Chris Paul, the ball dominant point guard that dribbles the ball, who, who stands at the top of the key and waits for the guards to come off the screen so they can pass on the ball so they can get the assists. I don't know if that's the way that basketball is supposed to be played, nor is it should it should it be played because that style of basketball really doesn't win you championships. And so now they're starting to function even without John Wall because they have better ball movement. And because of this, a lot of other mm. players are starting to touch the ball more. And so that's the thing that I'm kind of shaky on. I'm not willing to say it's all John Wall's fault because I do believe a lot of it has to still do with coaching. And I don't think Scott Brooks is the greatest coach. So um, I think it's I think it's a lot of things. Well, Wall responded saying it was just a sh- it was a shock to hear it from him, understanding he gets the most assists from me. And the most spoon-fed baskets ever. Exactly. He a role <laughs> player, bro. Chill out. You need to sit to the side, Martin Gortat. <laughs> he used the word spoon-fed baskets. That's kind of funny. And I don't know for whatever reason, Marcin Gortat reminds me of like an older Jonas Valanciunas. Not like they, they play a very, very similar style. Don't shoot the three ball really well. Although Jonas did bang one the other day and the whole crowd just lit up. Uh, but y'all was lit. De- y'all was lit last night. I ain't gonna lie. When Kyle yeah, Lowry hit that half court shot, I was like, ah, yo, I was there, hoping they put- ah! <laughs> Bro, he hit that shit. Everybody jumped, man. And you know, it's a regular season game. You know, people don't even really jump in regular season games. But uh, anyway, it just yeah, reminded yeah. me a lot of the same. They don't do a great job of handling the ball off the pick and roll, but they're good mid range shooters. They can work in the post, although they're not really great post scorers. So, anyway, it's just, those are two players, by the way, where Jonas Valanciunas and Marcin Gortat were, like, just difficult to trade because nobody's really looking for that type of player anymore. And not even on, no like, Julius Randle athletic type stuff because they're fairly s- slow players. I was like, I was watching Hassan Whiteside, and as slow as they make him in 2K and as slow as he might look on TV, bro, he's athletic in real life, man. He was just up and down the court sprinting. But when I was looking at Jonas... Oh, man, he was looking like he was moving he's axles flat. at a time. Jonas is flat-footed. That's the problem. <laughs> Jonas which, all like, the way, which Jonas, by the way, is also horrible for your knees, which could explain some injuries, but I'm not a doctor. Yeah. So, Jonas looked like when he run up and down the court, he has to think about going left, right, left, right. That's how <laughs> That's how slow Jonas looked. I'm, and I like Jonas, but yo, Jonas is like flat, flat-footed. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, he has a really weird style that I've never really seen before. Got that Lithuanian flavor to him. Uh, that's a anyway. trash. That's a trash flavor. Then, so you you not oh. you not you not throwing, you 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 are not gonna throw John Wall underneath the bus like a lot of people are. No, actually, because if John Wall left, all that penetration offense that Bradley Beal and who who else they who they got on that team, bro? Otto Porter. Like, that's the other person. Still, still they that's, they haven't built around John Wall yet. They still have Otto Porter. Come on, man. I mean, I, I like, understand what you're saying, but all I'm just saying is I don't think that style of basketball that John Wall plays works. No, That's no, no, no. Saying. Yo, Lo, you got to keep... Whatever style you think works, John Wall is doing what he thinks the team needs to win. And at least, like, the reason a lot of teams are afraid of playing the Wizards when it comes to the playoffs. Like, last year, I was like, yo, as long as we're not playing the Wizards, we're straight. It's because it's John Wall is such a threat. Even if he's not scoring, his other team is scoring because of him. Now, Bradley Beal did step up and... 
matter of, like they just don't have the talent around him. And they continuously have picks and average picks. And you know they're that team that just like never gets a good pick because they're not willing to bomb. And even if they do, they don't do a good job of choosing who that is. Um, I mean, they've but, only they've only lost two out of their last eight games, and that's all of those games. John but that's Wall fine. Was but if you look the ten games before that, they had the opposite. And you look the ten games before that, they had the opposite of that. It seems yeah, like but John, but John Wall was playing those games though. That's what we're saying. Okay, well, what, what you said, John Wall is not playing now. John Wall is playing at some point. Low with John Wall on that team, they still have issues, and I don't think John Wall is even remotely the crux of those issues. At the end of the day, it actually reminds me of the Damian Lillard situation more than anything. Is because like they didn't have as good a season this year as they're having last year, but at the same time, the team is not improving. So if you're John Wall and Dame, you're looking at your general manager, and I'm sure that at some point, John Wall, there's going to be a convo that leaks like he went to talk to management, and he's going to have to say something like, look, you're going to have to build around me. Marcin Gortat is complaining, and I have to spoon-feed that guy. So like, you need to do something for me here. And they're not doing anything for him now. Or maybe the development is not there. You can make a case John Wall such a has such a high usage rate that other guys can't develop. But then isn't that what? But, that, the but that's team why, is that's for? why that's why that's what I'm saying. When you have a player who handles the ball that much, it's hard for other players to develop into the players that they're supposed to be. And quite frankly, I know Otto Porter is definitely overpaid. However, even this year, he's nearly shooting fifty percent from the field and forty one percent from behind the arc. It's it's not that many other players in the league that you're going to be able to get that type of productivity out of them, even with John Wall on the court, and he's creating space for him. Like there's not that the many point, players though. who's going to not. I don't like to hear that game. argument. Like when you're you got to be ready when you're a player. Regardless, yo, did you know Patrick McCaw assigned himself to the G League? <laughs> he assigned himself, low because he said he wanted to. He, he need to get warmed up. So he, he knows that when his numbers call, he has to be ready. And there's no John Wall touch the ball too much excuses. So he said, "Let me." He assigned himself to the G League, bro. That's crazy. I mean, but who, who's he, gonna? I mean, there's nobody on this team that's gonna do that, though. But I get that. I get that. Not a lot of people do that. But then don't turn around and make complaints. Because you think that John Wall is this type of player, that type of player. Especially if you've been playing with him for this many years, man. It was like when the Cavs turned but they, around but they and been, LeBron. But they've been, had, they've been had this problem with John Wall. This isn't like the first... Because the last two or three years, this has been a problem with John Wall and Bradley Beal feeling like... Nah, that They nah. don't have the same... This they, is they, like, they don't be on the same page with one another. This is like when the Raptors... TJ Ford got injured and Jose Calderon had to start. And then we're just like, it's going to be a disaster. But then he does decent... And then TJ Ford eventually left the team a couple years later. And Jose I'm about to say, this, is, this started... is a terrible, this is a terrible example. No, 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 but it's the same thing. Because when Jose, when TJ Ford left, and then they're like, we could do it without TJ Ford. We did it when he was injured. Jose Calderon went there, and he was a great free throw shooter, but we realized we need a better point guard. So it's a similar situation. Like, John Wall gets injured, and you start to convince yourself that you could perform without him. It's Believe not, me, if he it's leaves not, the it's team. Not, it's not that. It's not that. I think you're It is that, that, because well, it's, it's not, on their no, mind. It's not. It's not. It's Bro, not that they think. It's not that they think. You don't go to the media no, or tweet. No one doesn't give a fuck about Martian Gortat. Let's get that clear. No one doesn't care that Martian Gortat. You, he's went a starting somewhere. center. No one you doesn't care, care about. No one doesn't care about him. What the what you, people are what the problem is is that people are telling not really telling themselves but the idea is John Wall has to adjust. That's the that's what people are saying. Why that, he's a that, superstar? Because why would he have to adjust? Oh, superstars need to adjust. Let's get that. Let's get LeBron. LeBron needs to adjust. Kevin Durant had to adjust. Curry no. had to adjust. Only yes, time a did. superstar adjusts 
is if they have another superstar they need to adjust for. Paul George and, and, adjusted and, and, for and Russell, Russell Westbrook. And Russell Westbrook needed to adjust and see and look where he's at right now. Kobe Bryant had to adjust. You can go through NBA history you know, and superstars you know made adjusted. Adjust. Kobe Bryant did adjust. Cut it out. He did. Who do you adjust for? Who? Shaq? Okay, but at the time, Shaq was a dominant player, right? Okay, <laughs> but no, but, I'm, I'm, but, even, but even, you can go even to other players like... I mean, Kobe, Kobe still had to make some adjustments even for Powell. So, no, I mean, no, because I thought you were going to say that. No, he didn't, bro. What you yes, mean? Yes, he did. Cut it out. Kobe adjusted his style. Powell, Kobe was shooting... Kobe was shooting like 30 shots a game until Powell got there. What are you talking Obviously, about? Obviously, he's going to shoot less because okay, he has other he players on the team. Okay, he made adjustments. He became a better pick and roll adjustment. player. That's yes, just, it is. It's not an adjustment. Obviously, Paul George is going to shoot more with the Pacers than with the Thunder, right? But that's not the only adjustment. You don't judge adjustments based off like field goal attempts, period. My guy, like it's a but lot Kobe, of stuff. Kobe, but, Kobe, but Kobe also became a better he became a better off ball nah. defender because Paul Gasol was better mm-hmm. rim protection. He also he I also disagree. became a better defender when Ron Artest was See, there. When I think about adjusting players, I think about Chris Bosh. I think about Dwayne Wade. Like they saw a guy and they're like, all right, that's LeBron James. Let's adjust and let's play LeBron James style of basketball. And they want some championships. But, but even but even Kevin Durant has had to adjust playing with Curry. I think that's it obvious. definitely has. Yeah, yeah. Russell Westbrook didn't adjust, and that that was a problem. And I still think that's a problem to this day. I think that okay. there's some adjustments with LeBron in his career where he should make adjustments, and I think that's that's a problem in his career as well where he doesn't make adjustments. I disagree. You you have to you have to make adjustments, especially when the times are changing and the era of basketball in which you're playing. John Wall, I, again, I'm I'm not even trying to hate on him. I mean, I literally made a video about John Wall being a great player, but John Wall, the identity of of which he plays, has not been a successful style of basketball, and that's not just where we are right now in league history. That's throughout. I mean, right now in NBA, that's throughout league's history. Where point guards who are very ball dominant have seen a lot, of, have seen very little success because of that style of basketball, and they had to make adjustments and become more. It had to it had to make adjustments and become better off ball threats. That's what John Wall has to do, and what I think the team is trying to convince John Wall is that it takes a team to win, great team win, and when you have better, when you have players who are more involved in the touching the ball, being more part of the offense. They get a better flow of the offense, and thus everyone feels as if they're part of the the team win. Outside of John Wall standing at the top of the key, pounding the ball. Now, I think I definitely agree with you. There's more problems with that team than John Wall doing that. However, that's the I think that's the focus that they're trying to get behind is that John Wall can be a little bit more diverse in his offense rather than just handling the ball the entire time. Well, uh, been playing with him for a while, and I think more than anything is management's fault. Yeah, if you can point blame at John Wall, you got to point blame at management at the same time for not helping John Wall. Like they still have Gortat there. How long has he been there? They're not going to improve any positions ever. Well, they can't. They like, can't. It, they can't. They can't get moved. John. I mean, Washington Gortat. They done paid him way too much money. That's dead. All right, but then that's the issue when you're a team that nobody really wants to play for, and you got to overpay people. Then you're stuck with those people and you got to live with those decisions. But um, anyway, it was just on my mind. I know it was, it was a point of conflict. Anytime there's a low-key closed-door meeting, uh, I feel like it's always interesting what they're saying behind the scenes. I feel like the Cavs have had like a career high, a franchise high this year of closed-door meetings that have somehow leaked to the public. <laughs> I think I feel, it felt like they had like two 
two in a month of December. That's crazy. You got two yeah, meetings yeah. in one month. That's that's tough. Yeah. That's Who knows, tough. man? They might go all rest of the season without having any more. Could be. They might. Yo, shout out John Wall. I like John Wall, but I just that style of play. I've never seen it win basketball games. I've, I mean, I take that back. I never seen it win in like the playoffs and especially not in the finals. I've never seen that this style of basketball win. Never. So, so Lo, I was at the Raptors game, man. There was a guy that was working there, and there was a bunch of mascots on the floor. One of them, including the Sacramento Kings. You mascot. saw that? Did you see that? As a side note, did you? Wait, you was that? You was saw a little game? thing? Yeah, the, when the it was game? like y'all would just like yeah. jump, jump. That's first of all, y'all mascot that shit was is no, it's not. Y'all mascot was trash. <laughs> y'all mascot is trash. He was shout lit. Out, he was yo, shout lit. out to Harry the Hawk. The Atlanta he Hawks got it. one of the best. Atlanta Hawks has okay. one of the best mascots out. And I'm not even Facts. lying right now. Facts. Facts. Him uh, and, and the Denver Nuggets and Benny the Bull, top three mascots in the league right now. Uh, I put the Raptors there out of bias, though. So, so. Oh, no. They played like a weird little musical chair game where they were grabbing old ladies and kids from the stands. That shit was hilarious. Anyway, that wasn't the point. I just thought it was funny. There was a guy that was working there, low, And somebody asked him a question about the mascots on the floor. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's different mascots on the floor. And he looked at the Sacramento mascot, pointed there. Lo, tell me how the man said, the lions are here. Lo, he just because the, the mascot was a lion, I, I almost wanted to just cuss this guy out. How you work at the stadium where they probably done that event multiple, multiple times. And you don't even know the Sacramento Kings. He was black, Lo. What does his race has to do with anything? I'm just letting you know he was black, low. No, you're racist. So, you're racist. So Agent the is racist. The Timberwolves mascot was also there on a cool little segue. Uh, it seems that, in I've been hearing this on Twitter, that the media, after Wiggins, by the way, just had like a game where he trash. shot. I think it was 14% I thought that's what you were about to 16%. Bro, he was so, trash. He was trash. I'm looking at it so right now, So he had a bro. bad game, and there were tweets about how the uh, Minnesota media was turning on him. And I thought it was really interesting because I went into his stats to see how he was performing. He I feel like I need to catch some more Timberwolves games. And no, actually, the last like couple weeks, he's been performing 45%, 55%, like really good. But this one game where his consistency dropped, he just went 14%. I remember I was so mad at Damian Lillard in his rookie year. I dropped him for my fantasy team when he scored a 14% field goal percentage. He, I lost my whole season because of him. I had to drop him. So Wiggins has this bad game. And the media turns on him. And it seems like all the fire he's been facing after the Rockets scored 42 in the fourth quarter intensifies. And to add to it, Lo, uh, I saw a tweet that said that Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler have a 17 and a plus 15 point difference, uh, uh, respectively. And Wiggins had a minus three. And Jeff Teague had a minus three. And Crawford had a minus 10. So it seems like Jimmy Butler and Cat or the guys, whenever they're on the court that are hooping, Wiggins comes on, Jeff T comes on, and that lineup just isn't meshing. And that has been like that, and those numbers are since the start of the year. So, uh, January 1st. So, I just thought that was interesting, man. Uh, I want to know me, what you think. I know you like... Let me ask you this. Well, you know I like what? I know so, you like to talk shit about my guy Wiggins, but I wanted to know what you really nah, think about this. Let me, let me ask you this. Wiggins, 22 years old. 22, 22 23 years old. Right. Just signed an extension, so he's under contract until 2023, right? Yes, a big money contract. Big big money. I mean, but you, I mean, a young player who's under contract and 
I think people, I think there's still some hope that he has potential. This year averaging 17, 18 points, 44% from the field, but only 31, 32% from behind the yard and 63% from the free throw line. If you were to trade Wiggins right now, what do you think you would get for Wiggins? What, what team am I trading for? I mean, you don't have to be like specific, just like a broad, like I would get a couple picks, you know, some bench players started. What do you think you would get for Wiggins? Like Bradley Beal and a first round pick. That's interesting. I think that's fair. I think that's well, too. I think I think that's too much for Wiggins. I I think maybe the contract might play a role. I don't. What's he getting paid? Like twenty million a year? I mean, I mean, I'm not even talking about the amount of contract. I'm just talking about like what cal- Like you just sat there and said a Bradley Beal caliber player along with a first round pick. I think that's too much. That's too much for Wiggins. Yes. At best, at at best, I would only give up a Bradley Beal type of player. However, I think Bradley Beal is better than Andrew Wiggins. It's interesting because, like, even am I wrong? You, but am I wrong? You might. I don't know. You might not be wrong. It depends. We'll see how the season plays out, man. But like, Cat is shooting forty three percent from three. Jimmy Butler is shooting thirty eight percent from three, and those aren't even really considered great shooters. So here's a guy, Wiggins. Who shot the ball pretty well in college, comes in the NBA, and for his first few seasons shows. Did he shoot well in college? He didn't shoot well in yeah, college. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. I remember. I used to. I, dead ass. I, yo, yo, you know how little he I shot 45% from the field and 34% from three in college. That's not, that's not great. That's like average. Okay, but I, listen, I watched like five of the games, man. In the games I watched, he shot well. All right. It was oh near the end. God. I think they also had injuries. That was the year they had Embiid, and I don't even know if they made the uh, NCAA I tournament. Know, I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, um, Shout out to Kansas. Um, there's going to be one person listening to the podcast like, oh, thank God, Agent. I really messed with Kansas. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I just, I really wanted to get your opinion on it, though, because when you look at it statistically, everything is screaming. Cat and Butler are trying to carry this team, and they're doing a really good job of it. Statistically, there's no real flaws. They're performing really well. And then there's Wiggins and even Jeff Teague performing poorly offensively. And you could point the blame at Thibodeau and say maybe something wrong with the offense. You could point the blame at some of the players or, or like Crawford, Wiggins. Or Wiggins is just Wiggins. not that good. Wiggins is just not that good. So which one you think it is, Lo? Wiggins is just not that good. Why you think is that? Why why because can't it be anything else? Because there's no evidence of him. What is, what, is, what what are we saying that how how has he gotten better as time has progressed? Um, I don't know. I think what it's is, different. What to is judge. Wiggins? What is Wiggins done? To prove to anyone within his, this is his fourth year in the NBA. I don't even think Wiggins is a top fifty player in the league right now. All right, cut it. That's not no. I'm I'm dead serious. Wiggins is not even a top fifty player. Wiggins is literally. You have to name fifty players and find out, man. No, I've already put. I already put my fifty players on the list on on the um on YouTube. I mean on Twitter. Do you actually have the top fifty? Yeah, I do actually. Of course you do. Wiggins, Wiggins is on the. Border shout out to B Souls because he made a video about this. Wiggins is on the border of being a bust. But no, cause stop, don't do that. No, Whoa, cause no, cause no, no, pe- people don't want to admit it. But the problem Why is are... that Wiggins, Wiggins is the worst. He's the second worst first round pick in the last ten years. Please jump off, please, low, do something. Tell, tell, tell me, tell me right now who is 
Name me two. Just name me two more first round picks that are worse than Wiggins. That's not relevant. I want to bring up. It's a, not. It is a, relevant. It's relevant to everything because no, you just sat there and said. Yeah, talking I'm talking about Wiggins. It's all going back to Wiggins. How is it that Wiggins is that bad? Wiggins shouldn't be okay, this bad. I, I'm asking a question, Lo. Why are all the guards on the Timberwolves that play significant minutes playing bad? Why is Why is Jamal Crawford have one of the worst plus minuses on the team? Bro, plus minus ain't got nothing to do with it. Why, why Jeff, is Jeff Jam- Teague performing just as poorly as Andrew No, Wiggins? he's not. He's shooting way better from the field. He's, he's, he's getting he's way not. more They're assists. They're both shooting 44%. Bro, he's shooting 40. Who, Wick, Wiggins is shooting 31% from behind the arc. Jeff Teague is shooting 37% from behind the arc. What are you talking You're about? You're picking numbers. I'm looking at You're field goal percentage. Numbers. You said shooting. Shooting three says you nothing said, to do with it? You said they're shooting... You said Jeff Teague is shooting better. I said they're literally... The difference is Jeff Teague is shooting 0.01% better field goal who's booting, than Who's shooting better from behind the arc agent? All right, but you're just talking about... I'm just saying in general. Who's shooting better from the free... Struggling. Who's shooting better from the free throw line, agent? Here's the thing, Lo. When who's I watch getting, these games... Who's getting more assists, agent? Obviously, the point guard. Why would you bring someone like that up? Like, who's that atti- wait, 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 wait. Who's attempting more shots? Wiggins, despite the fact that he shoots so poorly, he shoots the most on this team, bro. He's a he's a below average defender. He does not create for anyone else. Oh and God. now that he's on a team with two players who are definitively better, and I would argue for many of the games they've been on the court with one another, Jeff Teague is actually a better player than Wiggins. On many of the you're games, pushing it now. Not you're pushing definitely it. pushing I'm it. I'm not pushing it. I said, I said, I said, for many of the games that they've been on the court, I didn't say all of the games. I didn't say definitively. I said, for many of the games that they've been on the court together, Teague has played better than Wiggins. You're talking about a player whose role has been delegated to a third option. However, he still attempts more shots than the bet, the other two players that are better than him. And he's still not efficient, nor has he picked up any, um, uh, any, any type of defensive, Intensity whatsoever. Wiggins is a disappointment. I'm sorry to tell y'all this, but he is. Okay, but here's He's the thing, fact. man. And, uh, it has, he, and it has nothing to do with no one else. Wiggins is just not that in good. The last, in the last four games, three of them were losses. But in those games, outside of this last one, He's shooting good. 53%, 64%, 50 You're talking about the smallest sample size I've ever heard in my I life. I get that, but you can even date back further than that. And well, how, of course, how, how, how far you want to go back? Just tell me. 20 games? You can, 30 games? You tell me. I'll do it right now. You can go as far back as you want to, though. I'll do it like, right now. No, you tell me. Because you don't want to sit there and say you can date back a little but further. But here's the... We started the topic on this note that the Minnesota media is turning on him. They have which, a right to, though. They have a right. He's not playing They don't well. have a right to do that. Yes, First they of do. all, that's the type of shit that'll alienate a player and make him want to leave. No, he's, he's alienating himself by playing poorly. Here's what I know, though. The team is doing good. I I agree that Wiggins needs to shoot better and more efficiently. Without or play a doubt. or play defense. One of the two. Wait, exactly. Well, he does play defense, but he's Whoa, not. Great. No, he By does way, not. Lo, no, on he a doesn't. side note, it is so different seeing people play defense in real life. I was watching Norman Powell. That man is so athletic. He just staying. Yeah. Anyways, beyond they, the they point, be, they be trying. I ain't gonna lie. I, I don't watch it a few games. I don't see LeBron. And for someone who, for people be saying he don't play defense, bro, I would hate to try to be guarded by LeBron, bro. That that would be. Oh dumb. yeah, yeah. That'd anyway, so you're you're right, not the best defender, below average. 
So he needs to work on that part. Of, which, by the way, is also really weird because you'd expect really athletic players to be good defensively. And, but, but that was the thing that a lot of people said about him coming into the NBA, that he was supposed to have some type of defensive presence, and he doesn't. That's a problem. Okay. And and is there any stats to back that up, or is that just like a thing people say? You would have to watch I, it. You would have to watch him. I mean, I watched him. a few games, and I've seen him just let penetration offense. He was the one. He was the reason the breakdown occurred. He just couldn't stay in front of people the way others could. He has the length and the size and the athleticism. So that's, but that's just the deduction I made. I just don't. I haven't ever looked at a statistical piece where I was like, oh yeah, maybe. I know you don't like the word defensive rating. But I'm gonna say I'm I don't. I don't. Of, I don't like defensive number. I mean, his defensive rating is one thirteen, which is trash. Which is really trash. Yeah. His his defensive win share is only one, which is lower than Carl um, Anthony Towns, and I don't think Towns is a good defender. I know Towns isn't that good of a defender. He's an average defender. Ah, uh, he could be better. He could be way better. But I, I don't. It's <laughs> just that. It's just that. To me, like you said, the the Timberwolves are doing really good. They're doing solid. But in the areas in which they struggle, they are a direct correlation to Andrew Wiggins. They are one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the NBA. That is a correlation to Wiggins. And they if, take a lot of attempts, too. Yeah. And 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 when it comes to... Uh, they don't take that many attempts. They actually, they're actually towards the bottom in three-pointers attempts. They only no, attempt. but I'm looking at Wiggins. He's chucking these shits. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. He, well, he's attempting... He's attempting <laughs> Zero four. for five, one for three, over oh two, headass. He's attempting... <laughs> what's, what's crazy is he's attempting for a game, which is leading this team in three-pointers attempts. The ar- ar- arguably the worst three point shooter on this team yeah. is attempting the most threes. That's Weird. crazy. So which, when we talk, when I talk about efficiency, people, please look, look beyond just field goal percentage. You have but to I look think that in other areas. the difficulty of shots he takes is from three, especially, is more challenging than like a cat who's shooting a phenomenal forty three percent from three. That's fair because cat doesn't shoot the ball contested. Wiggins is tasked with pulling up in people's eye sometimes. Like I saw Drogic do that multiple times yesterday. I was like, hey, damn. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and try to act as if I'm going to give But I'm saying Wiggins. there's a different level of difficulty. I'm not, so I'm, not gonna, fish- I'm not going to give Wiggins any type of excuse to why he's underperforming. I'm it's not, not an excuse. I just think it's part of the context. So it's not like Wiggins can shoot poorly because he shoots difficult shots. Like, no, you still have to shoot a good percentage. LeBron shoots difficult shots, and he still has a good percentage, right? But I just think it's part of the context a lot of people don't put that in like they don't think about that they just think he misses all his shots wide open that's what you can say that you can say you can say that about almost every player in the nba right now paul george paul george he attempts heavily not heavily contested but he he, he's not getting wide wide open shots he still makes come on man bradley bill bradley wait bradley bill even after john wall has not been on the team he's been injured he's still shooting fairly good from the field and from behind the arc you're comparing Wiggins to some of the best three point shooters in the NBA. Okay, right um, now. I'm trying to think of someone. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of. I mean, but I, it really, what I'm saying is, he's just a bad three point shooter. It has nothing really to do with anything else. Just that he's just not that good of a three point shooter, which is something that many people already knew when he came into the NBA, especially after his first year or two. So, I, to me, I, I have a hard time. And going back to the original question about how people are giving him a hard time now, I think it's fair. I think you when you once you've been in the NBA f- three going on four years now, you should have enough games under yourself to where you should have been able to adjust. And we're also talking about a player in which your role has been minimized. We're not even asking. We're not even saying Wiggins go out there 
and be the face of a franchise anymore. We're not even saying Wiggins go be the first or second option. Go be a superstar. We're asking Wiggins to just be the third option, and he's still incompetent but here's in the, that. I get that, but you're focusing a lot on offense, and I'm going to end on this note. Def- is, is he good that game- defensively? I, no, you're right. I didn't even is, bring up offense. You're right. I didn't even bring up defense. No. So the thing is, they, when you lose to Houston because you gave up 40-plus points in the last quarter, it, it, offense could have. Maybe you could have scored 42 as well, right? Maybe. But you gave up 42 points. The I agree. issue in that game and in plenty of the games some, is defense. When you got players like Jimmy Butler and Jeff Teague, you often think that they'll be straight. They got good defenders on the team. But when Cat, especially Wiggins, like, I, I, but I think it's when, when it comes to defense low, a bad defender can break down a defense and cause problems for the whole team. But at the end of the day, it's team defense. So I don't. It's just weird to me that they're pinning it all on one guy, even though there's there's a plethora, of, a whole plethora low of individuals on that team that could get an equal amount of blame if you're about to run around like this is why our team lost. Plus, I I, I just, agree. I agree with you. I agree. Could, for a second, could we just first the Timberwolves are finally doing good this season. You know how long we've been expecting them to do this. So, I mean, whether it continues or not, I don't know. But I think, like, I right, gauge your expectations, man. People talking about the Wiggins is the reason. They're not this, that, and the third. Well, like, I, I disagree with that. I definitely disagree. I, I don't think we should have to gauge our... I don't think we have to gauge our expectations on the first-round pick that was expected to be much better. No, but than not just on right him. Now. On the whole team, I'm speaking. The whole team. But but a lot of the things about the other team, people already knew heading into the the season. People knew that Jeff Green, I mean, um, Jeff Teague wasn't an elite level <laughs> defender or, or he wasn't that good of a player. People knew who Jamal Crawford was. People knew who um, Tyus Jones, Shabazz Muhammad, who definitely needs to get some more minutes, in my opinion. People knew who Taj Gibson was. He's a, player, a lot of these players have been in the NBA for a significant amount of time, the veterans. So it's nothing new with them. However, and I, th- and I think I agree with you. I'll even go as far as saying Towns defensively definitely needs to get better because I don't need to hear nobody talk telling me about how good of a player Towns is when on a defensive end, he, he's basically, he's absent. But when it comes to Wiggins, because we've adjusted the role so much so from where he began to where he's at right now, the fact that he's underperforming while being the third option, I think that's the reason why it's so shocking and why people are so quick to point the finger towards him because we're just expecting more out of him because of the standard that they had for him entering the NBA. Okay. Um, well, we'll switch it up, Lo. Uh, he trash! We gotta... Let me chill. Let me chill. Uh, all right. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, let me chill. Let me Lo, chill. there's been a team lighting the NBA up right now, man. I'm so happy. I Are like we talking about a Utah Jazz team, now? That's what we talking well, about? Lo, Lo, just allow me to introduce no, the No, because you got them mixed up not too long ago. So, go ahead. I just want to make sure we're on the right path now. Yeah, no, we're talking about the Detroit Pistons. Oh, hell no. I'm playing. Nah, we're talking about the Utah Jazz. Lo, uh, Gobert comes back from an injury uh, about like 13, 14 games ago. Hey, give it a few games. They start to roll. We're talking about a 10 streak right now. And the craziest part is, is a rookie is leading this team with 19.5 points per game. Shout out to Donovan Mitchell. So uh, they now have Jay Crowder on the team. Of course, they had Derrick Rose and they went ahead and dropped him. They got a decent amount of depth with some players, which, by the way, remember players like Alec Burks, who we expected to be so much? Like, he's still doing a decent job of contributing to this team. And I think as a whole, although uh, it just, 
I see Rodney Hood on this list too, so maybe it's a little updated. Uh, and I'm looking at uh, Basketball Reference right now. The I mean, team Rodney, is doing Rodney well. Hood, Rodney Hood, he just got traded like two games ago. So you, I mean, he's he's yeah. still going to be there. But um, you know, I I agree. I I kind of was feeling this team, and I was like, man, they don't even have Rudy Gobert, and they look really good on the floor. Joe Ingles is having a career season, shooting 47, 45% from behind the arc. Um, Ricky Rubio goes out there, gives them quality minutes, comes right back out. And now that they have Rudy Gobert, they definitely have what they need in, inside in the interior defense. And this is a team that has built their identity on a defensive end, fifth in the NBA in defensive ranking. But like you said, Donovan Mitchell, yo, that's that's the rookie of the year. Let's just get this out the way. Donovan Mitchell is playing so great over the last 10, 20, 30 games. This, 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 this um, stretch of basketball that he's playing has been amazing. And I think a lot of people, I, I mean, I, I think people are starting to recognize him now, but I don't think people thoroughly understand how well he's been playing over the last, you know, 20, 30 games, bro. Like, it's, it's really impressive. He's, he's shooting 44% from the field, 35% from three-point line. More importantly, because a lot of times we see rookies like MCW put up good stats, right? Remember when MCW was a rookie, put up the nice stats, we thought he had a future? It's not just stats with this guy, because not only is it translating to victories, but he's showing that he could lead a team. Because when they lost Gordon Hayward, I don't think nobody in their right mind, aside from the GM and the scouts, probably thought. And even they probably didn't think he was going to blow up like this, like this. And so it was nice to see that blow up. Now, I mean, you go through the I thought, schedule, about, easily... I, I, told him, I thought he was going to be a good player. Chill out, chill out. But you, you didn't think this. Though. Yes, I, didn't I, think I didn't think this, but I definitely had him as one of my sleepers. I did. I did. I All right. Uh, anyway, the Jazz have been beating down on some, I don't want to say weak teams, but not, not so great teams. So, I mean, they played the Clippers and the Raptors, which were probably the, the toughest victories, and the Warriors. But they also, by the way, load their next three Bro, games beat, against the Suns. They beat your team. Tell about They beat yeah, Toronto. Yeah. I said, I said except the Raptors, the Clippers, out. and the Warriors. Cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. They did good. I watched the game. All right. But the next three <laughs> games, though, is against the Suns, the Trailblazers, and the Mavs before oh, they face easy. Houston, which means they could extend this to a 13th streak, which yeah, would be like, amazing. That's like, that's like, yeah. You know, probably beat the Suns by like 40. Seems like the Suns are going to beat by 40 I'm, every I'm, week. I'm low-key. not even trying to cut you off, but I'm looking at the rest of their schedule. They got, after Houston, they got Minnesota. That's going to be a little tough. But then Sacramento, Orlando, Indiana, which I think they match up well with. I mean, Memphis, Pelicans, who they match up well with as well. I don't know. This, I mean, they, I think they are going to lose to Houston, but this is, this team, playoffs? You look too far playoffs? down the list. Bro. Playoffs? <laughs> playoffs? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but they're making a good case for themselves. And if they weren't going to make the playoffs, going on a 10th street is a horrible idea because they officially forfeit any chance of getting anything good in the draft. I don't even know whether they have their own draft pick. But anyways, it's good to see teams like this succeed. On top of the fact that uh, DeMarcus Cousins is gone, so it seems like New Orleans will eventually, uh, by yeah, fate of the Clippers or the yeah. Jazz, they will fall off. Yeah. So it seems like Utah will be fighting with the Clippers and New Orleans and potentially even Portland uh, for that eighth seed. Let me let me ask you this. You said you said they, they, don't, they don't need a um, good pick. When is when when has been there? I mean, they're not going to get a good pick. Excuse me. When is the last time they've even received like a top five pick? When 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 you have when you have great scouts, you can pick below the top five, below top ten, 
and still get quality players. Paul Millsap was a second-round pick, and they selected him. Gordon Hayward, if I'm not mistaken, was 10th or 9th or something like that. The last top five pick that they had was Dante Exum, and it actually didn't work out for him or work out for (laughs) them. And within that same draft with the 23rd pick, they selected Rodney Hood. So the reality is if if you're able to draft correctly, then you're not really concerned about that. I would much rather just see the full potential and the extent of Donovan Mitchell rather than trying to play my hand in the lottery that honestly I don't I don't personally think will be that deep anyway. So Oh man, I think you put it in context when you said it like that, bro. <laughs> the Jazz might be one of the better managed teams in yeah, the NBA. Like exactly. top five maybe. Exactly. Maybe top five. So I don't, I don't, ah, well, top five, that's a stretch, but I don't, oh, I just don't. Who, who we put us? who would you put in there? Managed? Right? Oh, there's definitely uh, We can say more. Miami's in the list, right? Uh, I would say your team at this point. I mean, Toronto, I would also say the Raptors. Toronto, Celtics, like you said, Miami, uh, I said, I, would, I was going to say Boston and Celtics. I would say how the, the, um, the Boston. Warriors. I'd say Golden Warriors? State is too. Yeah. Right. I, I, I mean, that's already four right there off the top of my head. So I don't think they're, they're fifth. No. They'll be up there though. Yeah, they're up there, but like you said, like I said, man, when you have when you when you're able to draft consistently, you're not really banking on the draft because you're always going to be able to find quality players regardless of where you draft. So right. I just I I don't know I just I much rather just see the full potential of Donovan Mitchell and it's been it's been impressive. I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie, it's been really impressive. So uh, low man, talking about bombing for the draft. There are currently no exaggeration six teams. With a season low 18 wins right now. So they're all fighting. Dallas, Phoenix, Sacramento, Memphis, uh, Atlanta, and I think Orlando yeah, are Orlando. all fighting with 18 wins to get that last seed. Also, who do you sh- think is going to. Well, shout out to Cleveland. Gonna, shout out to Cleveland for not moving that Nets pick because they're starting to move ooh. down as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're, 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 I didn't they think only, about they that. They only have 19. They only have 19 wins. Right. So shout right. out to Cleveland for not yeah. moving that pick. And shout out to the Nets for fucking themselves up for the foreseeable future. <laughs> Jeez, <man. laughs> like five years ago. And shout out to all them people who played themselves because D'Angelo Russell. I know he's been trying to come back from injuries, but he not he not looking that great either. Um, yep. Also, shout out to the Bulls. What the what are y'all doing? <laughs> y'all need y'all y'all need to start tanking. Stop winning games, Bulls. Like y'all y'all need That's to chill out. That's why they got rid of Miritich, right? Yeah, y'all need to chill out. Y'all need to chill out. Y'all need to chill out. Um, I would love to see Dallas just get a top three pick again. I think. You know, the greatest thing about Dirk is, is that you, you always have the consistency of, of his presence on that team. And so you, you're always in the, the race to make the playoffs every single season. However, at this stage of his career with him retiring really, really soon, I would much rather just see Dallas get a, a top pick. Obviously, I live in Atlanta, so I, I wouldn't mind one of the better players entering, uh, entering Atlanta with the, with a Hawks jersey on their chest, you know, cause I, I haven't seen, the best player in my lifetime I've seen put on a Hawks jersey is probably Joe Johnson, and that's that's saying that's saying a lot. So Ugh. I honestly wouldn't mind seeing Dallas and Atlanta with with a with the top two picks in the upcoming draft because I just want to see some new fresh faces on those organizations. If my memory serves right, didn't Phoenix get hold last draft on like they they got hold not only not only to get hold last draft if I'm not mistaken. Uh, either the draft before that or maybe the two drafts prior, they got hold again. Yeah, they were supposed to be a top four pick, and the Lakers moved up, right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I remember you were super excited on Twitter about that. 
So I I would like to see Phoenix. No, I take that back. They were Booker. supposed to be a top three pick. Excuse me, a top top three or top the second pick, and the Lakers took this spot. That's what happened. Yeah. But you know what I think is going to happen? I think either the sorry Sacramento Kings or the sorry Orlando Magic are going to find a way to get that first overall. Oh hell no! Stop! Stop! Butcher stop, it! Stop, stop! Stop! I think that's going to happen. Hell low. no! I'll say this though: if if Orlando gets it, they're going to have a fire sale. They're going to have a garage sale of quality players. Because if they draft, if they draft a forward again, <laughs> anybody could go get uh, Mario Hazonia or Evan Fournier and possibly even Aaron Gordon or Jonathan Isaac. They're gonna have a garage set. They're just gonna be just giving out forwards, yo. So I, I don't know. May, maybe Orlando, that's cool. But I, I want to see that garage sale of um, forwards because the Lakers need to pick up one of them. What a shame if Trey Young went to Orlando or the Kings. What a what a shame that'd be for That'd his be career, trash. man. That would be trash. And he'd be a restricted free agent, right? So as long as they're willing to pay him max, he's kind of stuck on that team for, for like seven years, seven to eight years, bro. That's trash. Bro. That's that's a tragedy, man. Especially if he doesn't negotiate a player option. If he's stuck with a team option, or let alone a qualifying offer, which I doubt a first overall, I couldn't tell him like, nah, I'm gonna get my player. Nerlens Noel, I think, had a player option, right? So if Nerlens Noel. Anyway, actually, um, you brought up something very interesting. Trey Young, as a point guard, is following up one of the better drafts when it comes to point guards in last year's draft class. So, how many teams are you do you think are willing to just overlook him because he's a point guard? Like Chicago doubled down and got them a point guard with Chris Dunn. Brooklyn made trades and got D'Angelo Russell. Uh, the Kings got De'Aaron Fox. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of uh, Dennis Smith Juniors with the Dallas Mavericks. There's a lot of teams who went out their way to get a point guard last draft class. And now that Trey Young is looking like he's going to be one of the better players in this upcoming uh, draft, I don't know. Would you would you still draft Trey Young? I would draft him, and if I was uh, if I was a player, if I was a team that was destined for top ten, I'd be praying up and down a team with a really good point guard got the number one overall because then they'll be looking to trade it and you would likely have leverage because they know who everyone's trying to go for and they wouldn't want to keep that pick and draft someone else. Who's going to draft number one overall and get like the second best player? Nobody's going to do that. So they're going to try and trade down. So, you know, I'm sure the Knicks are looking at it. They're at 23 and 35 right now. Like, oh, Trey Young is looking nice. We're currently losing seven games in a row. We're disappointing New York once They lost KCP, so that's that's acceptable. That's acceptable. Right. So uh, if I was New York, I'd be praying up and down a team like, geez, like Mavs, the Mavs, right? Because they already have some point guards they want to keep on for the long term. Got the last overall pick and then just try and make a trade with him at the trade deadline. I mean, at the draft. But the, but the, Knicks, the, move. the Knicks drafted a point guard as well last last year. They drafted uh, Neil Aquino. All right, and then Trey Young is better. So <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just saying, they're also one of the, the teams who drafted a point guard. And it's like, are we, are you guys going to abandon the point guard? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they'll have to. They'll have to. Yeah, I mean, gonna... who's going to want him in a, in a league full of point guards that are really talented? Like, it's, it's going to be difficult to move around average point guards, especially for the price that they think he's probably going to end up being worth. As a side note, they, they drafted Neil Aquino over. Dennis Smith Jr. I don't, I don't, I don't know how. I mean, so far it ain't looking too great. Shout out to Phil Jackson, but it ain't, it ain't looking too great for them so far. Is Phil Jackson still associated with that organization? No, I mean they got rid of him, but that was that was like one of his last moves that they oh, okay. that he got. 
Because Dennis Smith Jr. Oh. Is, is borderline a 15-point scorer right now. He's not efficient. He's not efficient at all, but he, he's um he's up there in, in scoring and assists. So, I, I mean... You know, that's that that is going to be interesting moving forward. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why they went with Neil Aquino, but it is what it is. All right, Lo. Uh, I guess this is the moment, unless you have something else you want to bring up, to do our highlight players. Oh wait, you, you, real quick, shout out to Ray Allen. He went golfing instead of going to Paul Pierce's jer- jersey retirement. Because <laughs> no one. Because let's be let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be real. No one doesn't want to go. To Paul Pierce's jersey retirement, bro. I was in a Discord. Whoa. I was in Discord with some people, and that was going on, like Paul Pierce jersey retirement, and none of us were talking about it. And all of us like really watch basketball, and none of us were talking about it. You know what's funny is we were talking about how petty Paul Pierce is, and I was like, maybe he's not petty. Maybe you know he deserves it. When I was watching it, low. Oh, I, I saw the petty from so far away, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I just thought it was hilarious. Then, there, of course, there's the tweets that Ray Allen was going golfing. Didn't give a soul that Paul Pierce was getting recognized. That's a Ray Allen said, yeah, man. I, whoa, 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 whoa. On the, maybe a controversial, but this might be easier for you because you hate Paul Pierce. Who's better, Ray Allen or Paul Pierce? Uh, I would say Ray Allen. I think, okay. I think, it's, I I think, I think it's close. I don't think it's... And you thought I was going to be like, Ray Allen, easy. No, I wasn't going to do yeah, all that. Yeah, I thought that's exactly what you were going to nah, say. No, no, no. I wasn't going to do all that. I think it's I think it's close. I thought about doing a video on Ray, um, Paul Pierce, but I don't know if anybody's even interested. I just feel like Paul Pierce, He, I don't think he was a top 15 player during the 2000s. That's... Yo, you should make a video title. This would be a dope title. Paul Pierce, the most pathetic jersey retirement in oh, NBA Oh, my history. God. Now, some Celtic fans that hate you, but I think it will bring in the views low. Wow, this guy right here. Click, click. You're welcome for the title. Click, click, bait and fool. But um, yeah. Shout out to <laughs> shout out to my man. Um, also, I don't know why Lonzo he he charging people two hundred dollars for for signing whatever you want him to sign. You saw that? Low. No, but you know what's more important? What's that? I know you heard the news. What is it, bro? I don't know. What is it? Yeah, okay, I'm gonna tell you, low. And, and and I want your raw reaction. I don't want anything filtered to come out your mouth. All right. LeVar Ball said that Lonzo was not re-signing, which, by the way, he has to if he's a restricted Oh, yeah, I heard, this, I heard this dumb stuff. So what do you what do you think? They say that he's is, not that re-signing. Is dumb, unless- that is the dumbest thing. As a, as a side note, yo, low-key, shout-out to us for not talking about Lonzo every single podcast. So that's one. Two, um, that is... That, I, I mean, like, LeVar, just chill out, bro. Just, just stand to the side, bro. Like he has no choice but to stay on the team if the organization decides to keep him after his rookie contract is up. Like I don't care. First of all, your two other sons might not even make it into the NBA. So that's right. They probably won't. Very I'm, likely. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm thinking about it as well. And the only team that's willing to sign those two players, your two, your two other sons, are are teams that are full of shenanigans and are just trying to put butts in the seats. That are willing to say, "Oh, we got a ball, brother," and all that other the extra Pistons. nonsense, right? The Pistons, the Pistons might low key do something crazy like that, <laughs> but but Jello Jello is nowhere near entering the NBA. Like he's he's just nowhere near entering the NBA. Leangelo, obviously, he has he has a few years to get to that point in his career 
But Jello is not, and he's already, if I'm not mistaken, he's already 19 years old, 19, looking at 20, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I don't really watch college like that. But no, that, no. Who cares what that man says? Because, like, obviously, Lonzo's going to be on the team. He's going to be forced to be on the team for the next seven, eight years of his life. Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. I don't like to talk about... I'm tired of talking about the Cavs, LeVar Ball. I hate hearing it so much. Yeah, I mess with LeVar Ball. He, you see that ice bath thing he did with Kevin Hart? It was hilarious. That was funny, actually, yeah. Yeah, so I, I like him. I just don't like hearing this, like the same repetitive over and over and over. I like to switch it up. But I felt like this was really relevant because he literally threatened the future of the Lakers unless they signed LiAngelo and LaMelo, which we both know, which would be hilarious, by the way, because if they ever played in the NBA, they would get destroyed it's so badly. Because they don't even compare. I mean, you give Lamelo some time, but Leangelo, uh, he's about six months away from where Lonzo is, right? And so, anyway, I just thought it was interesting. You know, Lakers just finally got room for two max free agents next year. Seems like what they were trying to do for a while, they have an opportunity to do this free agency and to complete the rebuild. And then we hear LeVar Ball, who previously said that he wasn't going to act crazy if uh, Lonzo was drafted by the Lakers. He said it's the only team he's going to. And now all of a sudden he's turning around saying, no, he's going to leave unless you guys... He's basically holding his son as ransom. Ah, do what I want and draft my other sons. And then took a picture with all three of them. I know inside Lonzo was like, yo, he's about to fuck up my bag, bro. He This bag I got? Because you know Lonzo got the max bag coming, right, Lo? And so you're threatening that when you're Lonzo... I mean, when you're LeVar Ball running around doing all this stuff. He's lucky... That people are so infatuated and in love with Lonzo. Because if Lonzo was like Jordan Clarkson low, could you imagine Jordan Clarkson's dad coming on TV like doing the same thing that Lonzo Ball is doing right now? It'd be crazy. True, true, true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I, like you said, I, I, I get tired of talking about um Lavar, bro. It's just but he's entertaining. It, though. I mean, he's entertaining to an extent, but he's it's just like he be talking about stuff that don't really make any sense. Also, um. Derrick Rose got waived. Are you surprised? Yeah, I know. Are you surprised? No, he got waived. Like, didn't he get waved a while ago? But yeah, like four, yeah. four days ago. Uh, Are you surprised? We, we expected him to get waived, right? Didn't oh, okay. we expect I, that? I'm, he still hasn't signed to a team either. Okay, now that's the. I think we talked about this last pod. So you think no, he's not. No one's picking him I don't up. Think no, one, no, I don't think no one's gonna pick him up. The, the um the the Timberwolves have thought about it, but I don't. I don't think no one's gonna pick him up. I think the Spurs might. I know Patty Mills is the doing Spur, all right. The Spurs, uh, the Spurs didn't want him in the offseason. I get that. But now they're going to get him for the absolute possible minimum. The veteran's minimum. It's the same thing. That's They turned him down in the offseason for the veteran's minimum. He was only signed to the Cavs for the veteran's minimum. Yo, Lo, take this in, bro. If, if Greg Pop doesn't want you, that's going to send a message to the rest of the league at minimum. At minimum. I don't even know um, what team really would give him like a, a legit opportunity anyway, to be honest with you. Outside of the Wizards. Yeah, outside of the Lakers, Wizards, man. The Wizards. Hell no. Sign him to the Hell Lakers, no. bro. With Isaiah Thomas, Lonzo Ball, it'd be a blast. Hell no. Derek Rose is <laughs> no. He needed he need honestly think about retiring. That's what you need to be thinking about. Alright, Lo. Too much, Who's too much. Highlight? Too much? That's what? <laughs> nah, you might be right. You might be right. That's not too much. Okay. Right. Uh who's your highlight player, man? Um Highlight player, shout out to, I wanted, I wanted to give it to Rudy Gobert because, um, you know, they've been going on the 10 game winning streak, but we talked about him a little bit. So I'm, I'm gonna give it to, um, I'm, I'm gonna give it to Kyle Lowry, bro. Oh. Came back. Y'all playing good. Like y'all, I think, I think people, people infatuated with a whole bunch of other teams and stuff like that. 
I think I think y'all are on what are y'all like a six six seven game winning streak? And the one game that y'all lost was to the Wizards, in which y'all, y'all really should have won that game. But like y'all y'all been really winning a lot of games over the last like ten ten um ten game stretch right now. So and okay. Kyle Lowry is the one who's been plugged back into the to the rotation. A lot of people give Kyle Lowry flat because you know his, his situation throughout the season. He hasn't really been putting up the great numbers. However, Kyle Lowry since I think it was I think since they played San Antonio, I think I, I saw somewhere his efficiency has definitely gone up, especially from behind the arc, and he's he's playing solid, bro. Where I thank you for shouting out my Raptors, low. It means a lot to me, man. And y'all number one uh, in the East. Let's get it. Yeah, we are, baby. Number one. Hey, one game ahead of the Celtics. Also, and y'all also like, y'all blowing teams out too. Y'all, it's not even yeah. like like a lot of teams, a lot of games y'all been playing recently. These are not even close games. Like y'all beat Portland out like one thirty to one hundred and five or something like that. Like something crazy. Yeah, it was just they tried to make it look close at the end, but it was like a thirty point game yeah, the entire time. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> right. Uh my highlight player is Jordan Clarkson. Uh talking about the energy the Cavs facts, defense facts, finally facts. has. And I think he's a big part of that. On top of the fact that I'm a real big fan of this guy and he's shooting I know on a tiny sample size, but <laughs> my guy, he's shooting fifty seven percent from three and sixty one percent from the field. So <laughs> you couldn't have had a better start, bro. If you wanted LeBron to like you, you wouldn't have to have a good first impression. He's officially done it. So I hope he gets some more minutes in the rotation as as time goes on. He's twenty three minutes per game right now. I, I think he's deserving of a shout-out, man. True, true, true. Shout-out shout to all the new Cavs players because they've been playing really good, bro. Really, really good. All right. All right. Well, I guess that's it, guys. This is the end of the podcast. Uh, this is where me and Lo leave and do other things with our day. And you guys, uh, what do you think they're doing right now? Maybe studying or they might be washing the dishes. A lot, a lot, of, people, a lot of people say that they watch this podcast while they're doing their chores around the house or when, they, when they're driving or they're coming um, back from school on the bus and stuff like that. So... You know, make sure you have Facts. a productive day. You know what I'm saying? Keep keep working, keep grinding, and keep doing what y'all normally do, yo. I appreciate y'all showing some love. Uh, we're going to try and get these out, of course, like you guys know, two to three times a week. Uh, and we'll, we'll leave it on that note. Uh, this is the turn. This is the turnaround. Damn it, Lo. I forgot. Oh, you lost. You lost. Your, your, your thing is trash, bro. It's trash. It's trash. I think it was turn around Jimmy, wasn't it? Turn around Jimmy. You tell me, cause we definitely not going the- back. You tell me. All right, we'll, we'll check it. You trash, we'll you trash, you trash, you trash, you trash. This is this. This is the turn around Jimmy podcast, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. About peace. peace. I guess we're out, right? No, Lo, stop doing that. Don't do that. Now. Nah, bro. Someone, hit, someone, someone hit me up. Peace. Nobody says that. You just you be you be making people up. You know nobody hits you up in your DMs, man. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Soon you'll have a separate fridge in the basement where extra groceries are exiled forever. Remember that frozen lasagna? Of course you don't. It's been down there since 2008. Good news is it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Piece of cake. Behind the lasagna. It's very old. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.